I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Intro. I got it. All right. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Now, Ooh. because you see me right now and I'm the one talking and introducing everything, <laughs> that you know what time it is. <laughs> it's time for the mock draft 2.0. Yes, that sir. means that we are giving Jason the GM hat once again. Uh, yes. Well, we bestow the hat upon you, Jason. Jason, wear the hat. <laughs> you don't have Thank a hat, you. it's fine. There you go. Put the hat on figuratively. You got Thank it. You. Put the yes. hat on. You got the hat now. You mm-hmm. are the GM. Yes. Of all the teams in the NBA. Yes. Make magic for me. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll try my best, man. I'll try my best. It's good intro. Good intro. All righty. <laughs> so we're going to do things a little bit different because we do normally start with 30 to 15 for the first part and then 14 to 1 for the first part, but because there are a little bit of extra, some nice things for you guys, we're going to start from the beginning. So we're going to do 1 to 14 for part 1, and then for the next podcast, which we'll drop um, on Friday, that will be uh, 15 mm. to 30, okay? Yeah. So it's, it's Sunday, July 25th, and we're about to get into this. You ready, Jay? Yes, sir, I am. Go. So for number 1. The Detroit we- Pistons take Jalen Green. Got it. Well, here we are again, guys. Everybody and their mom was like Cade Cunningham. And yeah, since last time we did this podcast, I've grown, I've moved a little forward on Cade Cunningham. I like him a little bit more, which should show to show you how impressive I think Jalen Green is. Now, Jalen Green is an absolutely ridiculous shooting guard. Right. He is a generational type of athlete. And just to put this into perspective for you, when I think about shooting guards coming out of college, I'd rather have them than Anthony Edwards. Mm. Right. That's special. He was just the number one draft pick in the NBA draft. This guy is so special at floating in the air, finishing around the rim. And you would not, you would be so surprised at how his ability of shot creation is, what his ability off the dribble is, what his ability creating for himself. And he wants it defensively. And he says that he wants to be the best. He says he thinks he's the best player in this class. He says that he wants to work hard and become the best player. He wants to be a great, right? That's who he wants to be mentally, which I love. This is the greatest shooting guard prospect to come out in the last decade. 
in my opinion. That's big. That's what I mean by, mean by generational. I mean, him and Anthony Edwards are close, right? Coming out of college, number one picks. I mean, um, what's his name? James Harden was pretty nice. I don't know if he's in this decade, but I think he was like the third pick in the draft. Uh, this is... This is just so it's rare for a guy to be this athletic and to be this gifted scoring. I feel like people are really trying their best to stare at his frame and be like, oh, he's not going to be able to put it on enough muscle to really be done. The guy's 19. Yeah. I don't know what his frame is going to be like. LeBron's physically only come out every thousand years, Mm -hmm. right? We don't know. And five to eight years how much muscle this guy's gonna have right don't get caught up into the fact that he's thin yeah the dude is a teenager still right mm-hmm. he's a developing body so what he does athletically is really really special it's rare i would say his body reminds me of clyde drexler clyde, clyde drexler when he was like 30 had a lot of muscle right but when he was younger he looked like this like body wise so you know, he didn't measure in him at the combine, but he's probably six five with a six eight six nine wingspan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just you wouldn't. He literally has basically what Zach Levine's skill set was in the NBA about two years ago or one and a half years ago. Right now, mm-hmm. coming out of the draft, Chris, this is not a guy you pass up. In my opinion, this guy can be the greatest shooting guard in the league, and he can be. He has the potential to be the greatest player in the league. This is a rare prospect coming out of the draft. In my opinion, he's did it in the G League, right? So if I'm the Detroit Pistons, I don't hesitate. I'm taking Jalen Green. Making me a franchise. I got it. Yeah. All righty. Moving on. Oh, baby. Now, with the number two pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Cade Cunningham. Wait, what? What? Why? Why? Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you why, Chris. For starters, let me break down Kate. I've grown him a little bit since then, since our last podcast. Um, the fact that he's six eight barefoot. Yeah. That means he's about six nine and a half. That might that might negate his, his slower build, right? A mm-hmm. little bit. So this guy is definitely worthy of being the number one pick. Detroit picks him, not gonna be crazy upset about it. I watched this guy in an interview. He's probably top three, top two best minds. The way he thinks about basketball coming into the draft. He seems like a really good, like centered human. So, you know, I, I believe in him too, right? It's not like, oh, I have to hate on Cade Cunningham to lift up Jalen Green. I just view Jalen Green is extremely special. Yeah. But, you know, Cade Cunningham is legit. Um, he's the real deal. He's gonna be an all star. I I don't he, he I don't I feel like top five greatest players in the league is probably his max, and you know that's special in the draft. So why are the Rockets trading with the Cavs? If I believe what I believe about Cade Cunningham. Well, Cade Cunningham probably stunts Kevin Porter's growth. And if you say it like this, you're gonna trade Darius Garland and Evan Mobley for Cade Cunningham. Now, that's a package, right? Darius Garland next to Kevin Porter Jr. fits because then you have a style and a 
a way you can play as a team because you have two perimeter scores that create off the dribble, right? It's kind of like Portland a little mm-hmm. bit. So, and then you pair it with a pick and roll monster with Evan Mobley, who has potential to be, you know, a phenomenal player and has a defensive presence. I think that's enough for Kate. Um, if I'm the Cavs, Colin Sexton's always been for me less of a point guard, more of a score, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, next to Cade Cunningham, that fits perfectly, right? Because Cade is your point guard. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, Evan Evan Mobley. Uh, if you guys are interested in my big board, uh, Cade Cunningham's two, B- Jalen Green's one, and Evan Mobley is four. Um, so. Evan Mobley is pretty solid. I still have the same worries as I used to have about him, about him being a really thinner guy. I know what I just said about Jalen Green, but I think the center position is a little different because they have to play physically down low mm-hmm. um, sometimes, you know, to be able to have some sort of presence as a center position. So I feel like his only alley of being what people think he's going to be is maybe moving towards an Anthony Davis type of skill set which I think he's going to have to work very hard for. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's just a borderline all-star for his career and is just a phenomenal defender. And I feel like he can be good on a winning team. You know what I mean? And it's just he's got good attributes. And I feel like pairing with what I believe about Kevin Porter's high upside and Darius Garland's higher upside, you know I think Darius Garland's better than Colin Sexton, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? So... I think that those two paired together with Evan Mobley is a really good core for the Rockets to build around when you have Christian Wood too. And then with your Cavs, you, you get Cade Cunningham. I mean, that's that doesn't get much better than that. So, yeah. That's my second and third picks. Yeah. Ooh, you did two and one. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Oh, baby. This is I got you. <laughs> so, with the fourth pick... <laughs> In the NBA draft. Oh, man. <laughs> GM Jason Collins for the Toronto Raptors select. <laughs> oh, baby. Davion Mitchell. All right. Now, everybody's like, where's Jalen Suggs? Yeah, a little lower, a little oh, he- lower at Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Um, you know, I have Davion Mitchell six on my big board, so there's another guy above him. Uh, but... He's a wing. And I was surprised to see OG Nubanubi was really putting up some stats that makes you think, I want to stick with OG. This is like 16 points. We already know what he is as a defender, but he was shooting a pretty high three-point percentage. So I feel like if that's what where you're going to get from OG on Anubi, I really want to add another small fort. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a gaping hole because Kyle Lowry is going to leave, right? Uh, Evan Mobley is no longer here, and you have Pascal Siakam. So your forward position is kind of logged. So you need a point guard of the future. Now, why did Jason Collins go with Davion Mitchell? I have been rising rapidly on Davion Mitchell. I really think that he is special. I mean, his three-point percentage is absolutely ridiculous. He's shooting 44% from the three-point line. The guy does have ball creation abilities. When the ball in his hands, he has the ability like Donovan Mitchell, like Damian Lillard, to create off the dribble. He has very hard moves that are very translatable to the NBA, right? Um, This guy, in my opinion, is probably the greatest point guard defender in the draft. Uh, He is absolutely phenomenal two-way then. So you get a two-way player. And I really think he has all-star upside. 
I really think that he is has the ability with the ball in his hands because I think he's passes well enough to be a volume guy. I think he might be, become a volume scorer. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the guy that sneaks up on everybody that grows into something nobody is going to see. Um, that's in that 7 to 10 range that a lot of people can explode from. We've seen a lot of guys stay in college for a while and be so developed out of college and they get a situation like the Utah Jazz where have nobody who shot great for himself. And then Donovan Mitchell gets there. It's like, oh, Donovan Mitchell's an all-star. This Toronto Raptors team's kind of similar, even though Fred Van Fleet's better than anything the Jazz had, ball creation-wise. But, mm-hmm. you know, Davion Mitchell, in my opinion, has real upside for an all-star shot creator. You know, it's it's rare to find somebody coming in the draft with the, the abilities to create off of his own dribble that he has. I understand the negatives of him being 22. But I feel like, in my opinion, I don't really see anybody else at the point guard position that has his upside, in my opinion. Um, outside of Cade. So, yeah, this this is a rare find, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, I am I know I'm going with a reach, you know, in what a lot of people say and what a lot of people think, but I'm not going to, you know, what my eyes see is what I'm going to tell you guys. I'm not going to just copy and paste. So, yeah, okay. Davon Mitchell 4. Okay. All right. You made a case. So, for number five. Well... All right. Number five, the Orlando Magic choose Jonathan Kuminga. I mean, if Jonathan Kuminga's on the board for the Orlando Magic, they sprint to the they sprinted and they give their pick, right? Yeah. This is a rare find. You guys know how much I love this guy. Big board three, right? This guy is special. Uh his ability to create off the dribble, he reminds me of upside wise Kawhi Leonard offensively. Uh, it's rare to find somebody with the mid-range moves and the mid-range touch that he's already developed, right? He he has the ability to shoot off ball and create off the dribble. Sneaky athlete. Much more athletic than you probably realize, too. It's rare to find somebody with these kind of attributes and these NBA moves already in the, in the draft. I really feel like he can become a great ISO scorer in the future. I feel like that's definitely a possibility that's realistic for him. And I, I think that he is a high IQ, understands what's going on in dra- in the on the court. Um, I think the only thing is, yeah, he did shoot 25 to 26% from three-point line, which is a worrisome thing. The guy is 19, and I believe in his jump shot. I believe in his shooting form. Uh, and in my opinion, it's rare to find somebody who's like this, this skill developed at this young age. Um in the mid range and in, inside. So yeah, in my opinion, I'd go with him here. Uh, if I'm the Orlando magic, there's nobody on your team that has the offensive upside that this guy has. So you pair him with Jonathan Isaac. And I feel like that pairs pretty well. Uh, if he turns into anything defensively, that could be a scary combination. So yeah, if I'm the Orlando magic. You're so far away and you're rebuilding. This is a perfect rebuilding kind of guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. So yeah, Jonathan Kaminga five. I like that pick because they did kind of they traded away Aaron Gordon. You know, they don't really have uh-huh. the athleticism right now. So that would be a good one for them. Yeah, I completely agree. Alrighty. Number six, give it to me. Oh yes. This is one of my favorite players in the draft. I have a few that are just like Jason has hard eyes for. And this is one of them. Uh James Booknight. I mean this guy is six four, six five. 
He has real shot creation ability. He's a special, special feel for creating off the dribble. I really believe that he is a special guy. His ability to create fadeaways, off the dribble, off ball. He has it all. He really is a highly talented scorer. And I feel like people get too caught into his shooting percentages this year, and it's because of his elbow injury. Mm-hmm. Like he shot 80, 80% for the free throw line and then 33 from three. And then after the elbow injury, it was 67 from the free throw line and 27 from the three-point line. Like that's an obvious deterioration. So he's, in my opinion, a really special guy with a lot of upside to be. In my opinion, he reminds me a lot of CJ McCollum. Um, and I think when you have Shea Gilgis Alexander, pairing him with just a bucket makes a lot of sense. And I feel like this guy really has the ability to become a bucket consistently in the NBA. Um, I feel like he's really slept on. I, I've been, been surprised to see him follow the lottery in some mock drafts. Um, so, yeah, this guy in my big boards five, I really believe in this guy. I really feel like he's a tough shot maker and what he has skills at right now translates to the NBA and he has a good enough athleticism to not have anything happen there like in it like he's not like a borderline athlete that like oh maybe he's what he's doing now is not going to translate so yeah my opinion this is my guy here for the Oklahoma City Thunder Ooh, okay what about number seven well this I had some pre I had a few guys here for the Golden State Warriors but Scotty Barnes falling to them it's a match made in heaven. This guy is a phenomenal defender. He honestly reminds me a lot of another Scotty defensively. Scotty Pippen. He has Scotty Pippen level defensive upside. Whoa. Uh, and like and like Scotty Pippen, he is a point forward. All right. This guy is not gonna, in my opinion, ever be a great scorer. Right. I don't really see the shooting skill and mid-range three-point shot to really be great in that area. But I feel like with the Warriors, this guy is a perfect fit as your secondary creator that usually use Draymond for off the bench. And defensively, he is a monster. So you don't have to sign some sort of defensive specialist for your wing position because this guy is that, right? It's rare to see somebody coming to the college that's this gifted defensively the way he is. He really brings a mindset defensively. Florida State is like... The defense dev development college, like it is crazy over there. They play defense. They don't play around Florida State. Um, yeah, this guy does have the ability to get to the basket and finish. He's really athletic and so muscular. He is a built human being. He mm-hmm. is just wow. So, yeah, this guy is a special athlete. It is a little Scotty Pippen ish. Um, he he wouldn't be surprised if he maxes out of that or becomes like 95% of Scotty. But I feel like a Scotty Pippen, Andre Iguodala type of guy is what you're getting with this. And he fits perfectly for the Warriors, what they like from the wing position. So in my opinion, he's my big board. A, I feel like if you're the Warriors, you run with the pick for this guy and just just draft him. Do whatever you have to do to get it, get, make it happen. But <clears throat> there is talks. As we previously mentioned in our podcast before this one that will come up before, they're thinking about trading those 7 and 14 picks. Yes. They'll change a lot of things, yeah, make things really interesting. Right. So maybe we don't get a Scotty Barnes to the Mm -hmm. Golden State Warriors. 
Yeah, maybe. Match made in heaven, no longer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Give me number eight. All right. So number eight, Jalen Suggs. Wait, what? Jalen Suggs is getting drafted to Orlando Magic? That doesn't make sense. They have a bunch of guards. Oh, they're trading. So the Indiana Pacers are trading their 13th pick and Miles Turner for the eighth pick in the draft. So in my opinion, if you're the Orlando Magic, you, you, you know, even though Mo Bamba does have some upside, it's not like, oh, Mo Bamba just need is like our guy. He just needs more playing time. He's been showing us huge flashes of like phenomenal potential. Like, no, Mo Bamba's kind of like... It's like 50-50 if he's going to be a starter in the league. Miles Turner is legit, right? Miles Turner is a guy who can shot block at the rim, post up, mid-range, space out the three. He is a very good center in the NBA. You don't have to worry about him. Uh, And if you're the Indiana Pacers, I feel like I keep on doing this. I don't think Rick Carla wants Miles Turner. I think he wants DeMontis a bonus at the center. So if that's the way I'm thinking, then I feel like this is a really good choice because Jalen Suggs, even though I'm not as high, right? Big board, he's nine. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm like Jalen Suggs. I don't like him. So he's like 25. Like, no, you know, I just don't have him in the top five. Uh, you know, he he is, he does have show some flashes of shot creation ability, right? He does show flashes of creating off the dribble and shooting deep from three. I mean, 34% from three-point lines, pretty nice. Uh, he's a pretty solid passer. I really wouldn't, if I'm the Indiana Pacers, though, I even though I'm not, like, huge in the Jalen Suggs, I'm like, man, my team is kind of capped with guys that have high upsides, so I may just be stuck as a team that makes the playoffs and loses in the first round. So I'm going to take a shot here. On a guy that has some upside, best case scenario, he's an all-star, right? Mm-hmm. That's very, very best case scenario. But I feel like he can become a better player than Malcolm Brogdon. I feel like that, and Malcolm Brogdon played pretty solid at the two and carried for at the three. I feel like that could work. So, yeah, I would take a shot here at Jalen Suggs. It's a really great guard depth of draft. So this is the kind of guy that you trade up for and, you know, I, I he has a good athletic skill set, six three, six four. I could see him working out. I, I'm not as huge on him, but if I'm Indiana, I think this is a good move to try to secure your future. And if you're Orlando, yeah, you don't get somebody at nine, but you get a really great package for nine. So mm-hmm. I think I think you do that if you're Orlando, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you jump yeah. at the chance for that. Yeah. Alrighty. So what about number nine? Oh, number nine. Well, there's another trade. Um, so yeah, Sacramento, you're here and you're like, man, who are we gonna draft? You know, Marcus Bagley is gonna be. I think it's Marvin. Marvin Bagley. Marvin. Bagley. There's two brothers. I'm flipping. Might be Flip Boy. Yeah, Marvin Bagley. So. I mean, he's a restricted free agent, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to bring him back. You got Harrison Barnes down there, Buddy Heal, Tyrus Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox. I think you want to see what happens between De'Aaron Fox and Tyrus Halliburton. So I'm probably going to trade down 
with uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. The San Antonio's, I mean, the San Antonio Spurs, the Sacramento Kings are receiving the 16th pick and the 18th pick for the ninth pick, right? So from the Oklahoma City Thunder, so who are they trading up for? So if I am doing this draft, I have this guy higher. They're trading up for on my big board seven, Kai Jones. Kai Jones just do not go out every day. This guy has the athletic skill set of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm going to say it again. This guy has the athletic skills uh, set of Giannis, right? This this guy is special athlete. He's underrated, honestly, in my opinion. I think I think people are getting very caught up in the stats. And they don't realize that Greg Brown was at the same college. Greg Brown was a five-star prospect. He's probably going to be a late first, early second round draft pick who was getting play time at the power forward position. Mm-hmm. This guy's power forward, right? So when you have two guys that can be drafted at the same position that are young, they're going to kind of negate each other statistically. So this guy, I watched this guy lock up Kate Cunningham. Like that's special, right? Um, his lateral movement is absolutely ridiculous. I would say he's a generational athlete. He is in a rarefied air as an athlete. Okay, this guy is special. And I it wouldn't say like, oh, just the vertical. No, he's 6'11". He moves side to side like Giannis, right? He moves vertically like Giannis. Like, just if you just said, oh, Giannis is like a great vertical athlete, that doesn't make him a generational athlete. Generational athletes are guys who can do multiple different things. Move to side to side. Quick first step. Do you, can you shift with your ball movement? Are you shifty as a person? Do you have... uh movable hips what are the loose hips i think those are called yeah mm-hmm. do you have loose hips to move side to side are you a great vertical athlete like do you extremely fast like that is a generation athlete somebody who's like so special at every single category and that's what this guy is this is the guy that can lead a fast break and beat everybody down to the basket and block your shot and like touch halfway up the backboard right you know this is a rare human being 611 the way he moves um he has more mid-range out scoring skill than Giannis had uh coming out of college so that's that's a great building blocks so in my opinion this is the guy you draft here if i'm okc this is a special combination of uh upside Right, it's rare to find a guy coming out of the draft who has this much upside, who's this low. Right, mm-hmm. and it's because he's so unpolished. But if you're local in the city Thunder, you have years before you even have to contend. So I would take a shot here, right? Take a shot on the developmental guy like this, um, and then that that's what I would run to the podium for and trade sixteen and eighteen to the Sacramento Thunder. I mean Sacramento Thunder. The Sacramento Kings. Sacramento. So, yeah. <laughs> the Sacramento Thunder. Choose. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's who I have going on. Okay. And what about 10? All right. The New Orleans Pelicans. I was really waffling on this pick. There's a couple mm. of guards here that are close. Um, In my opinion, I really like Josh Hart. I feel like Josh Hart is the kind of guy that if this pick doesn't work out, you can move forward with this with him as your shooting guard of the future of your team. So I'm going to take a shot here at Keon Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's big board 12. 
this is a boomer bust guy, right? Like I've said before, he has the offensive skill set of Sam Jones. That is not a compliment. He played in the 60s and he had shot 12 feet in it, right? That's not, you know, super special. His skill set of what he does in college, it's scary how much little it translates to the NBA. I've literally watched this six foot guy just back up people back to the basket. Like, what is he doing? That You're not going to do anything like that in the NBA. What are you doing? Like, it's rare to see him pick and roll, jumper, start of the three, you know, hit for the hit of three, start of the three and drive all the way to the basket, dunk. But he does have special skill sets, right? 50, 48, 8-inch vertical, right? That's special. Um, I feel like his top upside is DeMar DeRozan, mm. um, which is, you know, a mid-range slayer, too, so... There's a chance there. He's six five. He's really athletic. You know, from the Pelicans, I'm like, okay, I can take a chance on a guy like this, and maybe I have a uh, a way that we play as a team with guys that can just go attack the rim with Keon Johnson and Zion Williamson and Bi. So I could see this working out for them. I feel like this would be a solid slot for this guy. So yeah, I'm sticking with Keon Johnson here at uh, ten. In other news about the Pelicans, though. Did you hear? What? Lakers might be pursuing Lonzo again. That'd be interesting. I don't know if that would fit with LeBron, to be honest with you. Mm. No. Yeah. That could work. Mm-hmm. It almost really did last interesting. time. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. grown as a player, too. Yeah, that's true. He really has. He's grown a lot. <clears throat> All righty. Hit me with the next one, number 11. Well, the Charlotte Hornets... Uh, I've really, I've had like five different guys here since the last draft. Um, Zaire Williams, another repeat guys. This guy, he does worry me with how thin he is, but he shows flashes of NBA shot creation. It's rare to find a six foot nine and three quarters guy to have the shot creation abilities he already has. Right. So he has the potential to become an ISO guy in the future. He's a really good shooting form. He wants to get buckets. He seems like the kind of guy that would fit well with LaMelo, right? And having a wing ISO guy is a really good fit. So in my opinion, if I'm the Hornets here, I take a chance. You have an extremely young team. This guy's more on the raw side. So, you know, you just try to develop him, see what you can get. And uh, potentially you have a one-two punch here. So. That's that's who I would take a chance on. There's a guy who's got really high upside like that. My big board, he's eleven, so that's a pretty that's a pretty solid value here. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What about number twelve? All right, we got the San Antonio Spurs, and I just keep on slotting guys with extremely high upside. The Spurs. So this guy's another one of my risers since our last last uh, interview, last uh, GM mock. Yeah, Josh Giddy. Josh Getty's a big board 10 now. He's moving up in the world, right? This guy is a 6'8", uh, great passer. Top three passer in the draft. He might even be better than Cade Cunningham and Sharif Cooper. Um, that's how special of a passer he is. Um, what he does is he attacks the basket, sneaky athlete, highly skilled, right? He's going to do everything right. Um, I don't really see any hitches in the shooting form, even though he shoots... 30% from the three-point line, but he did it at the same league as LaMelo Ball, right? He's the first person to ever have, have a triple-double in that league. This guy is a perfect fit for the Spurs. International, 
highly skilled, understands the game of basketball, higher upside than anybody else you have on your team, right? This is a perfect Greg Popovich kind of guy. Six, eight. He has a lot of gifts and special abilities. And I just, I feel like Spurs and Josh Giddy were just meant to be. They're like true love. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's, that's why I would go with here. Josh Giddy, 12. Okay. Okay. I can see why you would do that. Because uh, mm-hmm. Pop does, you know, the Spurs do a great job developing talent. I mean, Kawhi Leonard wasn't the player we know now when he first joined the NBA. That's facts. <clears throat> facts. So, Let's look at number 13, which goes to Orlando, who you got. All right. Orlando Magic, who got this in the trade. I really was waffling on this pick. I had a few different guys here. Um, but Cam Thomas, kept. I kept on coming back to the fact that I have Cam Thomas higher on my big board. Right? This guy does, in my opinion, uh, a, he's a little higher on my boards than a lot of other people. Um, I really believe in his scoring skill and his ability to shoot. Like, it's just some guys are just tough shot makers. And this is just one of those guys. Um, 6-4 was the highest scoring uh, freshman in the whole NCAA with 23 points per game. It's rare to find somebody with this much scoring skill. He just understands how to get fadeaways, footwork. Like, he's a very highly developed skill, footwork, fundamentals guy. Right. He's only shooting 32.5% for the three point range, which doesn't scare me as much when you're everything's a tough shot make. Everything's going through me. The offense is going through me. It's not like he's just standing in the corner and he's getting much better opportunities like, oh, 32.5%. That's something to worry about. No. Uh, yeah. Cam Thomas is. It, he's he's a really really good great scorer, and I feel like this is the kind of guy. If you're Orlando Magic, I feel like Markel Fultz, R.J. Hampton, and Cole Anthony's best case scenario is a point guard. So I want to find a two guard, right? So mm-hmm. scoring upside next to one of those guards, and I, I think this is a good fit for me personally. The way I view them as a team. So yeah, if I'm Orlando, I'm going Cam Thomas, big boy thirteen. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What about number 14 for Houston? Oh, yes. You got it right. The Houston Rockets. Yes, they trade up. They trade their 23rd and the 24th pick for the 14th pick in the draft. Uh, so why the Gold State Warriors trade back? Well, there's a lot of guards here. And I honestly think 20 through 30 has a lot of seniors. There's a lot of good seniors coming out of college that could probably be role guys in the NBA that'll be where they're at in the draft. So in my opinion, trading back makes sense here for the Warriors. And if I'm Houston, you just figured out your power forward position, you figured out your center position, you figured out your shooting guard position, and you figured out your point guard position. I'm going to go draft you a small forward. Franz Wagner, another guy I've been rising a little bit. I'm not as extremely low as I used to be on him. Big board is 20, so it's not like an extreme move. But this guy does have the ability to... Uh, be a really good shooter in the future, in my opinion. Uh, he has pick and roll abilities, yes, but he's also a really good defender. Great, great size, six nine. It's rare to find a wing with six nine size. Uh, really solid mover. Like he's good athlete, sneaky athlete, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, this is not a guy that's gonna be dropping thirty points per game, but I really think that he can develop into a really solid role player in the NBA that can really pass dribble shoot, right? He's a good passer. So 
you know, you have Kevin Porter Jr., Darius Garland, Franz Wagner, who are all good passers. And now you kind of have a theme of your team, you know what I mean, too. Uh, so, yeah, in my opinion, I'm, if I'm Houston, I trade up for a good small forward prospect, especially since, like, 15, 16, 17, all are interested in, like, small forwards. So I feel like you move up here above them and go draft yourself to a wing, in my opinion. Hmm. All righty, and that is pick 14, and that means that we have reached the end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. One through 14. Mm-hmm. Next up is 15 to 30. Yes, sir. Jason, you did a phenomenal job. Stick Thank with you, us. Chris. We'll be right back, all right? We are the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.